0: Hello, this is Roy Lilly. The world's financial system was on the brink of collapse. Wall Street had its worst ever week. Stocks on the Dow lost 18%. General Motors became worth less than it did in 1929. London and Frankfurt were down by 21% on the week, and the NECI crashed 24%. Welcome. To Black Friday, October the tenth, two thousand and eight. H. Boss and RBS ran out of money. Barclays was on the slide, and Lloyd's, well, it wasn't far behind. The then Prime Minister Gordon Brown, Alistair Darling, the Chancellor, and Mervyn King, the Governor of the Bank of England, got busy. King was in the U.S and hit their bankers with an Elvisism. He said, we need a little less conversation and a little more action, please. (laughs) Having lived through the crisis, I think it's fair to say we knew something was wrong, but few understood how serious it was. The solution used taxpayers' money to refinance the banks, but given the global nature of banking, the bailout would have to be on a worldwide basis. A sceptical angler Merkel was quoted as saying it's up to each country to clear up its own well, you can imagine what she said a sleepless weekend of bargaining, negotiating, coaxing pushing and shoving meant that when the markets opened on Monday we climbed out of the black hole and the hole in the wall still dispensed money phew we all got on with the day and the rest of the world were persuaded and followed in In Glasgow this week, the world leaders are once again on the abyss. If the world gets warmer, the polar ice caps will melt and millions of people will either drown or move in the biggest population shift since Moses was a lad. It's primarily a southern hemisphere thing and most of the carbon blanket circling the atmosphere warming up the planet Earth is generated by the rich northern hemisphere countries. Countries run by politicians with elections to win, status to preserve, markets to keep buoyant and business as usual to keep doing the usual things, investment values, exchange rates and pension funds and all that rest of it, good stuff, keeping it all on track. Under their breath, they are probably saying, how are we going to put out these forest fires and mop up the floods? I wonder if Mrs M is saying it's up to each country to clear up its own well, (laughs) because... It is, really. At a time when the world needs another act of supreme leadership and statecraft, it's journey to Glasgow for COP26 to meet under the chairmanship of someone no one has ever heard of, other than he's a mate of Bojo, who himself turned up looking like he couldn't get a bed in a single end in Socky Hall Street and slept in a doorway dundabarras. I'm not hopeful. The NHS is one of the biggest carbon footprints in Europe. And here are some before-Covid factoids. Energy in the NHS healthcare annually emits around a million tonnes of carbon. 5% of all the UK's road transport emissions are attributable to NHS-related journeys. Staff, patients and visitors travelled almost 25 billion passenger kilometres for NHS-related purposes in 2001... 83% by car or van. One in every hundred tonnes of UK domestic waste comes from the NHS, mostly going to landfill. And if all acute hospital trusts eliminated the estimated 90 kilotons of CO2 emitted each year when idle computers and screens are left on, the carbon emissions saved would be the equivalent to flying over 26,000 people from London to New York and back. If the NHS is serious about carbon reduction and any deal at COP26 will oblige it, it'll have to make a start on 10 tough things. One, provide all community staff and paramedics with electric vehicles or bikes. Two, ban bedside visitors to hospital except for end of life and maternity. Three, go digital first for outpatients and primary care and this time mean it. Number four, push carbon back down the supply chain only by consumables and kit that is certified carbon neutral. Five, plant trees in every open space on the NHS estate. Six, use the estate footprint to generate wind and solar power. Seven, make all NHS premises carbon neutral, including 8,000 GP surgeries. Reward green journeys to work. Number nine, car parks, as they won't be needed. Turn them into staff accommodation. And number ten, work from home. And examine every nook and cranny in a crusade to green the blue. In the strange way the world works, COVID restrictions have given us the plan. The question is, will number 19 have the intestinal fortitude to do an Elvis? Thanks for listening. Speak again soon.